Welcome back. This is Rod Rourke. Welcome back to Rourke Knows Podcast, helping you become a better you and a more educated you. Well, today we're actually happy to have my two aesthetic fellows in plastic surgery here to talk about becoming a doctor. You know, it's a long journey. It's never a sprint. It's, it's a true marathon. But I think it's good to talk about the process. I mean, my daughter is in the pre, in pre-medical school category, and she's gonna hopefully become a physician. And it is a phenomenal, very rewarding profession. I, I would do it all over again. But I think it's good to hear about the process. It's truly a journey of delayed gratification. Wouldn't you guys say? So, so we have Matt Novak, who's one of uh, our fellows, and then Roger Kaysen. And uh, they are uh, going to tell us a little bit about themselves. So Matt, tell me a little bit about, it in, in one or two sentences, you know, who you are and uh, why, you, why you became a doctor. Well, I'm uh, from Texas. I did all of my training in Texas. I went to Texas State University where I was an NCAA athlete on the track and cross country team. Um, I then went to medical school in Houston and then um, finished up my training in plastic surgery in Central Texas at Baylor Scott and White. And then now I'm here for the aesthetic fellowship. I really got interested in medicine. I, I was able to shadow a few doctors in undergraduate, and I always admired doctors. I had a couple of dentists in my family, so I, I liked the healthcare aspect, being able to run your own practice. Um, so I always enjoyed those things. I liked the procedural aspect of surgery. Um, so ultimately, kind of the ability to run your own practice, the procedural aspect is what led me into plastic surgery and ultimately aesthetic surgery. Good, yeah, so role modeling. You had some good role models. You like to use your hands. And art, you know, that's plastic surgery. Roger, you're a good old Oklahoma boy. That's right. Roger Kaysen from Oklahoma City, not too far away. So when I, when I was growing up, I played the guitar and I loved music. And I initially... He still loves music. I still do. I still do. But Sometimes at that time, in the operating room, they're a little different. <laughs> but. At that time, I thought that's what my career was going to be. So I studied music uh, for a while in college and ended up deciding that that's not always the most feasible <laughs> career choice. Um, my parents were very happy when I switched over into medicine. Then I was in medical school, I went to medical school at, at OU. Um, I knew I wanted to do something with my hands. I played the guitar and I, I liked more of the artistic aspects of medicine. Uh, for me, plastic surgery was a good intersection of medicine and artistry and mm-hmm. using my hands. Um, and so I decided to pursue plastic surgery. I did my residency at Duke. And of all the things I did, I really enjoyed aesthetics, mainly facial aesthetics the most. So it seemed a logical choice that I come and, and work with you guys here in Dallas. Yeah, of course. You know, to be the best, you got to train with the best. So you can see the incredible diversity here. You know, and I think that's what medicine's about. It's about diversity and also different, different, but yet unified pathways to medicine. Artistry, you know, using your hands, skill, and loving what you do. And I think both of them really, you know, have found their passion. And and. You have to find your passion because medicine is a long road, but and the passion has to be really strong because it's not like, you know, doing undergraduate and then you're done and you get a job. You know, it's four years of undergraduate, four years of medical school, six, eight years of plastic surgery. And then you think you're done, and then you got another year or two to get your boards. And then now you guys are almost at the end of that first part of your life. 
and you can see they're very happy. They may be done in July, maybe, but it's a long road. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's an incredible road. I took a little longer because I was a slow learner because it took me a little longer to go through residency. But I, you know, I loved every moment. You know, from, you know, I went. I grew up on a ranch in North Dakota. I went to undergraduate there. Then I went to Baylor Medical School in Houston. Went to Michigan. Then I went to Oxford uh, to, to um, Baylor uh, from. Uh, Michigan, Oxford to Harvard, and then came to Dallas. So, but it's been it's been great, and you always have to follow your passion. I think, don't, don't you agree? You got to follow, you know, what you love to do. I mean, both of you said, you know, you eventually, you know, the training in general in plastic surgery is very, very broad, and then you kind of hone your skills, and and then you decide what you want to do. So, okay, Roger, would you do it over again, or what would you do different? I would completely do it over again. Um, I don't know what I would do different. I think. Echoing on what you said, it's a long process. I think it needs to be because it's such a broad subject matter. I mean, we operate head to toe, all age groups, all tissue types. So there's a lot to learn. Um, And so I'm I'm glad that I kind of followed that natural progression. And near the end of my training, realized I wanted to do aesthetics. So the thing I'm tempted to say is is I wish I knew earlier on that I wanted to do aesthetics or maybe facial aesthetics. Um, But I think my development was organic, and I'm happy with the way things went. So I don't think I would do anything different. Yep, I agree. Matt, I, I would absolutely do it again. Um, I, honestly, I, you know, where I'm at now, I'm really happy with uh, where I've gotten to. So I don't know that I would do a whole lot different. My really recommendation, though, for anyone that's starting a path in medicine or doesn't really know what they want to do is is take the opportunity to shadow and observe as many surgeons as you can um, right. or or doctors or really whatever it is you're thinking about doing particularly in medicine um, go and shadow and then at the point when you're in um, looking at medical schools go visit the medical schools when you're looking at residencies do as many away rotations as you can because that is really invaluable um, it, it's something I would have told myself you know Get, get those experiences as much right. as you can because you're not going to have that opportunity in the future. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't do it through Zoom. And I, I, I have to say that even during the heart of COVID, I never selected anybody until I could physically see them. We COVID tested them and everything, but it's really important. I think Zoom is great, but boy, if you're going to want to go someplace, I think that's good advice, Matt. You got to be there. You got to be around the people because it's, it's really about people. And and I think that's so important. It's so important for me, but it's also as important for you. You know, you wouldn't want to be miserable all year, you know, or longer. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. so, okay. So, Matt, I'm going to ask you this first. So, what, what has been the most challenging part of your stepping stones to becoming a physician and then a plastic surgeon? I think the, the, challenge, the most challenging part is the, just the standardized testing. Um, you know, it, it's with a lot of those tests, you know, you can retake the MCAT, um, but you know, really with like the step exams and residency, it's one shot. And so, um, you know, you, you gear up for those tests and, and, you know, you got to go perform on those tests. So I think, you know, that's kind of the one stepping stone that kind of equals the playing field for everybody. And so it's, you know, definitely one of the, the toughest hills to climb to, to get gear up and get ready for those tests. Um, but beyond that, you know, I, I think, um, just you know, getting the motivation to prepare for those and and uh, the determination and focusing in on that, I would say, is is the thing you've got to really make sure you knock out of the park. Okay, Roger. I would say for for me personally, it's been maintaining work life balance. I think the people who typically go into medicine, 
surgery and even plastic surgery typically are perfectionist type A people Mm-hmm. And we see the end prize, we see the goal, and it's very easy to get tunnel vision and just go towards that prize and just work, 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 work. Um, and I, I know myself, that's, that's kind of been my story for the past little while, but the thing that I've, I'm trying to learn to do is sometimes take a step back, realize why am I doing what I'm doing? Right. And it's because I love it, but it's also because it's, it's a good life doing what yeah. you love to do. Um, so for me, it's, it's better maintaining that work-life balance, which easier said than done, I'm finding. Absolutely. I would agree with that. It just, I never really did that for the first probably half or two-thirds of my career. I mean, just being honest, my wife would say I still don't do it. <laughs> but Mine too, yeah. And so I think it is hard to do, though. I think that especially if you really want to be really good at what you do, it's just hard to let go. But you need to. I mean... I look at my kids and I think they have a better work-life balance than I do. I mean, my son certainly does. My daughter, she's still very focused. She's a professional ballerina and, you know, you know they, they drive hard. So I think there's a good prep for medical school. And medical school is also, I think the other advice is, you know, medical school isn't that hard. It's just twice the information in half the time. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, I, mean, I was an undergraduate and we, you know, in sciences, but, you know, Medical school was just double the stuff in half the time. And, and a lot of the stuff, there's so many things you do in medical school that you're never going to use. Now, I think maybe today it's different. Maybe it's different. But I can tell you, when I went to medical school, there were so many things that we did in biochemistry and physiology that you maybe would use indirectly. And, you know, and yes, I can still, I know the Krebs cycle, but it doesn't help me every day. But there's a lot of things you got to do in life to get to your end goal. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. I agree. So what drives you? So Roger, what drives you today? I mean, I know that I know I drive both of you, but uh, <laughs> you do. That's that's the extrinsic driving force. But I, th- I think we both have intrinsic driving forces too. I, I think we're we're sincere when we say that we we love what we do. I mean, we've had options. There's been forks in the road multiple times in this path, and we've always chosen this fork that's led us to plastic surgery. Um, so what drives me is I enjoy operating, I enjoy plastic surgery, I love the anatomy of it, I love um, seeing happy patients with good results, um, and it's it's really I mean, an incredible field. It's medicine and artistry, which is what I intended to, to do from the very beginning. You bet. Sometimes they're not always so happy initially. That's true, and, and that's an art too, is talking with the unhappy patient. Oh, yeah, or managing your patients. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very important, and, you know, we do that. It's really, I mean, plastic surgery is like part psychiatry, part plastic surgery. And, but, you know, we're all physicians first, so. Matt? I think ultimately what it boils down to is that um, what drives you should be a desire to reach your highest potential, and I think if if that is what is driving you, then everything else is going to kind of fall into place. So, you know, for example, I have a family, so, you know, I have to provide for my family. That drives me, but really... You know, when you toe up to the start line, it should be you that the only person that you're concerned about how you're going to perform, not what everyone else is doing. So I think really just it's a desire to do and achieve the most that I possibly can. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's good advice. And I think, you know, for pre-med students and med students, you know, it's just it's a not only a long road, but it's also a very rewarding road. I mean, medicine has changed so much. You know, I've been in medicine over 30 years, and you guys have been in it over a decade, but it's changing a lot. You know, some of it is very good. I think the technology is amazing. It's fantastic. You have to embrace it, and you've got to change. I mean, you have to change every five years. If you don't, you stagnate. 
So, so what do you all see in the next five to seven years in your career? I think, honestly, medicine, I mean, plastic surgery is so exciting today. So what do you guys see in your next five years as you go out and become leaders in your field? In the next five to seven years, um, I, I would like to be part of a thriving practice and practicing plastic surgery, namely aesthetic surgery, um, with people that I care about around me, hardworking people that share a, a common goal and common values with myself, um, continue to develop my life with my wife and dog, buy a house <laughs> and finally. And, and, and honestly, you know, one thing that we didn't really touch upon in, in medicine is there's so many phases and frequently so many needs to relocate. Yeah. You know, from medical college to medical school to residency to fellowship, you know, a lot of times you're going all over the country. Yep. So one thing I'm looking forward to in the next five to seven years is, is finally laying down some roots and hopefully having some stability and a little more control over where we land and where we live. Yep, that's so true. I mean, I, I think I lived in six or seven places, you know, all around the U.S. and in Europe. And I mean, it just, it's just part of the deal. Um, you know, I think, and then, of course, I've been in Dallas, so <laughs> for a long time. And I was just lucky, you know, and I think luck, you know, is a part of it, but really it's your opportunity meeting a prepared mind and, and being ready to, you know, settle down and do and be with people, like you said, that you like to be around, you know, share common values and, and you know, you gotta have fun every day. So Matt? I agree with everything that Roger said. I think from like a broader perspective, you know, what is gonna happen in the next five to 10 years in medicine, um, you know, you see it in other subspecialties within medicine where things are kind of shifting to where more and more people are working for large groups, hospital and the hospital settings, um, academic settings. Um, and I, I think you'll see that in aesthetic medicine and, and plastic surgery as well. Um, you're gonna see more people working for larger groups, um, you know, less and less people going into private practice and particularly solo practice. And so I think that presents a, a excellent opportunity for you know people that are in Roger and I's shoes to um, you know start our own business and be able to run our own business when there are less and less people in medicine doing that yeah that's a good idea I mean I think it's great I mean I think that uh, today a lot of people are afraid to do that but I think actually I like to do things where people don't want to be or don't want to go because that's actually very exciting to me and you have to be excited every day you have to learn every day because if you're not if you're not excited every day, uh, you're not going to be your best and do your best. It's part of my elevator thoughts. I know I know neither of you ever listen to them, but every day, every day, every yeah, day, yeah, every yeah day. right. It's on my Instagram. So, uh, so what are some take-home points? Great, great advice. You know, for medical students, this is very positive and very proactive. But these are things that you can't just say. Well, my parents are in medicine. I mean, this is such a long, arduous process. It's got to come from here and from here if you're gonna really be you know, a physician and especially a plastic surgeon. So, so what are like, would you say are three take home points for someone that's thinking about a career in medicine in a positive way? Know what you're getting yourself into and I don't say that in a negative connotation, but it is a commitment, it's yeah. a process. And there's, there are a lot of sacrifices that you have to make in your 20s and 30s. So I would say know what you're getting yourself into and Matt touched on doing your research, shadowing people, working with physicians. I would say make sure you do it for the right reasons yep. is number two. I think if you have financial factors or prestige factors that are driving you, I think you're going to end up being very unhappy. Um, you need to, to or, or if you're driven financially by money, this is not the profession yeah. to be in. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and then the third is, you know, keep your head down and work hard. If you want to do this, hard work does pay off in this profession. Yep. Or keep your head up and work hard. That's right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Every day. That's, you know, very similar to what Roger said. I think that uh, you should kind of spend as much time as you can figuring out exactly what pathway you want to to uh, venture off on before you 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 go that way. Um, and so with shadowing and observing and doing your research, exactly what options are available to you. I think number two would be, you know, don't sell yourself short. Um, you know, I think people often think, you know, I can't do that or that's too hard for me or that program is too prestigious for me or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, and, and don't sell yourself short. You know, I think you can really surprise yourself with the things you can achieve. Um, and on that, in that same thread, um, just keep, as Roger said, keep your nose to the grindstone and just continue to work hard, keep your head down. Um, and, uh, you know, if you, if you put in, uh, a little bit of work every day, then it's going to pay off exponentially. You know, when you're far away from a target, you just have to make little adjustments to hit the target. But as you get closer and closer to it, you've got to make these large adjustments to, to hit the target. Great. I think that's great advice. Uh, you know, follow your passion, follow your dreams. Aim high. You never know. If you aim high, you'll get there. It will be surprising. And work hard. You know, hard work, almost it always pays off long term. I don't care what people say. You know, there are no shortcuts in life. And in medicine, there are definitely no shortcuts. And in plastic surgery, it's a long haul. But it's an incredibly, I think, I mean, obviously, we're biased. It's the most gratifying specialty in all of medicine today because you can do anything you want and you can use the artistry and skill and still be a physician first. So let us know your comments and thoughts. Uh, we welcome them on uh, my podcast and this hopefully will have helped educate you in being a better you. And if you're thinking about medicine or any other specialty related to medicine, these are all very, very important. So thanks again for joining us and leave us your comments.